Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. That's Logan Paulson. I'm Craig Hoffman. So let's get into the defense. And the defensive line has become fascinating because somehow, yeah. Logan, they are outperforming expectations yeah. because there are more dudes that are good. They had too many yeah. good players. Um, and the way that they are going about this, I think, is pretty fascinating. Yeah. James Smith-Williams spent a ton of time inside yeah. to allow Andre Jones a little bit more time outside, including yeah. on day two, reps with the ones for the yeah. second round pick with Chase Young still out with the stinger. Uh, so Jones opposite of Montez Sweat. James playing inside. F.A. was inside, outside quite a bit. Um, and obviously the the main three, uh, Deron, John, and Montez, all did Deron, John, and Montez stuff. Yeah. This group looks so good right now. Yeah, and Andre Jones, I think, deserves like a ton of credit, man. He's playing good football right now. Like it's it's not all I think the consistency is the thing that gets you going, but like one of the things we talked about when they drafted him is like he he physically fits this mold of like an elite edge rusher. He's got 34 and I think a quarter inch arms, just long arms. He's like 255 pounds. He's kind of like big in the upper body. He's got some different kind of moves, you know, in the one-on-ones, he's got this vicious spin move that he throws in every once in a while. He's still figuring stuff out in terms of like how to be a polish rusher, but he does flash bend. He does flash play strength. He does flash good length. And so I kind of get why they're doing that. And then, you know, James rushing inside is, has production, has some production off of line stunts. Casey had uh rushing against Ben Cleveland, who they're trying out to tackle Baltimore. I'm talking about, um, who's, who's been a guard. He's this massive guard. He's like 6'6". I want to say he's 360. Casey Ooh. has some good speed rushes off the edge on him. So it's so funny because when you think, oh, like, you know, this guy's out of here. He's he's boned or whatever it is. Like, dude, start making plays. Like, James made some plays. Casey made some plays. Andre made some plays. F.A. made some plays. So the bottom half of that group is, it, I, I don't know what the heck they're going to do. Because right now, to me, if you're looking at the D-line, you got – your four dudes, right? Obviously, uh, Chase, uh, Allen, Payne, Sweat. Yeah. That's pretty obvious, right? And then you go uh, Big Phil, Ridgeway, I think. Um, well, that's that's where I think I, think I start to wonder. Like, you know, are Ridgeway and Big Phil guys that you just go, that's know. duplicate skill sets, and we're looking to get more James Smith Williams on the field yeah. and now FA Obata on the field. And so we're going to play them inside and that's, you know, sorry, John, uh, you're, you're gone again. Yeah. I don't know. It, it is really interesting. I think, cause you don't know. And then it's like, 
FA seems to have like been a lock for the roster. Like he seems like he's locked in, right? Big oh, he's a hundred percent locked in. And, right? and by the way, he was the other main guy getting one reps opposite. Like the first, the first time they would line up yeah. without Chase, FA would be the guy on the outside. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know. It just, it's it's just really interesting now because you got like you said, James is playing inside. He's doing a good job. I, I'm just I don't know. Like I felt like I had a pretty good grasp of that, but over the last like probably three practices it's like where's this going i have no idea but that guy deserves a ton of credit did a good job and um i mean jo- I, at this point i feel pretty confident saying jones is making the team because not only is he yeah. playing I well mean, as a rusher but he's a he's a team's guy like he's got straight line speed that is helpful on punt and kick coverage yeah and so getting him on the roster and having him active on game day not only do you get a little bit of extra pass rush juice but like you get a guy who's very good he's and helpful teams. on special teams, and he's played teams. He played it in college, so yeah. um, I like this is where if, like I don't know what they do with KJ Henry because it's not like he's been bad, but he hasn't been as good as Jones. Um, and he so, hasn't showed up the same way. He hasn't yeah. been as consistent in terms of making plays for sure. Yeah, so I don't know. Like that's something that you know those are tough decisions, and and a good football player is not going to make this team. So you know that's kind of a bummer for whoever that is because right now a lot of those dudes are playing good football. And this is the day, these are the days like we're like, man, I'm really glad I'm not the D-line coach or the the scout making this decision because that's tough sled, man. Because I and it, I, will, I will say like my one question to you would be like, we know that he's good because we watch him in practice all the time. I'm talking about Andre Jones, but like, do you think, and, and he didn't, he played fine against Cleveland, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, this guy's got to make the team. Um, do you think they could sneak him to practice squad? I don't think they would want to, but I'm saying like, just because of the, because he's not like a big name. He was, you know, seventh round pick. Obviously. Yeah, I probably because he was a seventh rounder, but also like, hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball has been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know that I'd want to because like I think I actually want him on the team. Yeah, you know, it's not it's yeah. not about just like can we keep him and stash him and he's going to be inactive every week. Like I want that dude up. Like I, he's going to yeah. be in uniform for 17 games hopefully this year. Very different than um uh, Kadarius Tony was, you know, like you see a path for him to like play. Not Kadarius, um Shaka Tony. Right. Shaka Tony, right? right. You see you see like a path for him to play. Like Shaka was on the roster but like in the hopes that he would develop in the future. Right. But I feel like Dre is, is a, is he's, he's there. So there is there being a relative term. Like he could play football for you if you needed to. And Ron, by the way, was asked about it afterwards and he's like, yeah, he's been surprising it. I don't think Ron would just admit it if they weren't planning on keeping him. Like you don't, you don't say like, Hey, this dude's an NFL football player. Then try to sneak him into the practice. (laughs) You, you say that because you're like, yeah, we're not letting anybody else touch this dude. Um, So the question becomes like, is KJ Henry, um, able yeah. to get through the practice squad, or is John Ridgeway a guy that you can cut and and you know get to the practice squad or but someone else sign him? But Ridgeway played so well last year in actual NFL games that it's it, that's probably going to be hard. Um, and I, man, I would try to be keeping Ridgeway just because Big Phil hasn't 
ever stayed healthy in his yeah. two years. He's got the calf thing right now and didn't practice these couple of days. So, and that's where um, that's where tough. someone someone gets the uh, the phantom, you know, hamstring pull, you know, the two days before cut day, you know, and like you say, oh, you're on IR now, bud. Sorry, like, right. So we'll see if anything like that, any shenanigans happen like that. But um, in terms of other young guys that I thought deserve a shout out, and we missed this when we were talking about the offense. So real quick, we're gonna yeah. we'll come back to the defenses. Uh, Tinsley. I thought like he's been a guy that's been getting a lot of buzz like from coaches and stuff, but you haven't really seen it in practice. And I felt like he showed up and practiced well. You know what I mean? Had like a good practice, running good routes, getting open, creating separation. So like as, as a guy that is competing again for that sixth, seventh receiver spot, I would put his name in the bucket and compare him to like Casimir Allen, who like we talked about had like a very physically impressive day in terms of speed and quickness. Like just didn't finish plays the same way uh, Tinsley did, so I would just say like you know he's he, there's there's a maturity with Tinsley that I think is is something to be to be valued. I would say. Yeah, actually, I wanna I wanna talk about uh, the Kaz Allen Dax Milne question and take five. So uh, okay. we'll we'll do cool. that we'll as yeah. a little a little bonus uh, for everybody tomorrow because we had an interesting conversation amongst a couple of the media folks on the sideline that I think is interesting and I'm curious yeah. your take on. Uh, so we'll we'll cover that there in terms of the the last receiver spot. Um, but as far as the the rest of the defense. Um, I feel like Jamin had a pretty mixed couple of days. Um, yeah, Jamin's you know, first day was not was 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 I don't want to say not good, but not great. I'll say you know kind of yeah. middle of the road. I felt like there was a couple times where it's like he's like like there was a a specific like where it's like um, Andrews is running to the flat, and then the outside guys running like a post, and they're obviously like setting up a wheel, and Jamin just kind of like stops covering him like middle of the route, you know, and you're like what's going on? And he had a couple of those where it's like. You know, he's matched up on a back in the back, you know, is running a go and he kind of, and again, like Jamin's a guy that needs to see it and he needs, needs to talk about it in terms of route concept. And I felt like the second day he came out and played much better. I thought physically in terms of like fit and runs and, and being where he's supposed to be in that standpoint, he did, he did well both days, but I felt like his coverage got better on the second day, you know? And so like, again, like in the game, you're not going to get that like, oh, first day's out, next day's in. So uh, that was But you I do watch was, tape throughout the week. Yeah, so yeah. that's so, that's so kind of the, the the balance of like, yeah, you might not see it. I mean, but, I guess your your scout team will run it, but like, if you can, if it, it comes down to like, how well do your coaches and your scouts yeah. like get the advance right? And that's that's not an ideal situation for a player. You got to be able to go out and play. Like, if if he's seen it, he'll be great. If he hasn't, yikes. Um, but, that's that's. But that it seems I to be kind of what you're saying. I think also it's important to note that like he's been really impressive. Like damn near perfect in practice so like maybe that's why some of those mistakes are a little bit more glaring and in, in in one of the practices like i said i think he right. kind of he right he, he got better the second day but um you know maybe that's why because like he's been awesome you know he's been really really good and so to see that kind of hiccup was a little bit surprising but i guess everyone's entitled to an off day for sure um definitely and then secondary wise i mean there's a lot of talk about forbes um he had you know some tough one-on-one reps um, I mean, kind of making okay, their way, we, but like, talk yeah, about that well, for a second? yeah like, be, well, and that's what I was going to say is like one-on-ones are designed for the offense to win and especially the offense to win. If they want to take a DB inside towards the middle of the field where there would typically be help and yeah. every single one of everyone being like, Oh, he got smoked. It's like, yeah, the dude ran a triple move where the quarterback would have been sacked and then ran to where the help would be. And also, and also all those are in the red zone, like red zone one-on-ones. So like, yes, like there, 
it's just so frustrating when fans get all crazy about it. Cause like red zone, you're going to run quarters, like red quarters all the time. So there's going to be a dude standing like right there. Like if you want to run in like, good luck, you're going to be dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like it just doesn't work that way. Like go, yeah, go run in there. Fine. Get smoked by that guy. Get smoked by Foster or whoever, or Cam Curl. Um, so it's always super frustrating. And like in those man situations, like they, in the red zone situations, you'll see the quarterback hold the ball longer because it's like they're running a dig, they're running an out, they're running like a – and if anything, the pressure is more acute in the red zone. So the ball has to be out quicker. So it's like all this stuff, and it's just like – and so what I will say is I thought his reps were competitive. I thought he was in relatively good position. Did he lose a couple reps? Yes. But I don't think that that situation is entirely realistic. So that's all I'm going to say about that. 100%. Um, as for some of the other stuff, I mean, he does let Beckham behind him, um, yeah. but he does show the great makeup speed. I mean, he's a guy that's going to play in trail position. And if a quarterback is going to loft one perfectly over his very long outstretched arms, he will take that. He's also going to make, I think more plays on that. Um, but also, I think it is concerning. Beckham, yeah. Well, I mean, Beckham. he's, I, I, I mean, I guess I, still good. I, I slept on how good he is still. Cause like, you know, he's been hurt all this time, yeah. but like, He's, he's a good football player. So, he's yeah. so good. Um, savvy, fast. I mean, and people forget just how freakishly athletic he was at his prime, and he's still pretty yeah. damn athletic. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I do I do think there's some times where it's like, man, that is a lot of separation, even if you have your good makeup speed. And that's, that's going to be the question when we get into the regular season is, like, do some of those gambles pay off for the sure. offense in a, in a big way? Um, where he gives up some big plays. Overall, anybody else that's that's worth highlighting on the secondary? I feel like Holmes had a made a couple of plays. Um, continues to be super physical. That's yeah. great. Um, you know late what else? What else he, had, he had a late punch out in the red zone, which is good. He also had one where he got called for holding, little ticky tack, and then he had one where like the receiver obviously like pushed off him, and he like turned to the ref like in the middle of the play and was like, "What are you looking at?" And the guy ran for like a big play. So I'm like, yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like, I get what's going on here. It's practice, but like, don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, keep playing. Tag, tag the guy off and do whatever you're doing. Um, so there's that. I think uh, Cam Curl deserves a lot of credit. You know, matched up with Mark Andrews. You already alluded to that. He did a really nice job. Um, and then Fuller, I think a lot of people are like, oh, Fuller had a tough day. But I think overall, like, he made some plays. Some plays were made on him, but that's kind of who he is at the moment. You know, like, he's in good position. He's going to make good plays. Like, but like he's not a perfect defend defensive back, you know. Yeah. So like, also Saint Juice, I thought had a pretty good day. You know, there was a couple there. There was a one on one with with Zay Jones, which again is like making it around the Twitterverse right now. But like, like again, those are red zone routes. That's not how it's going to play out in real life. So I think overall they they did a pretty good job. Uh, like I said, conceptually there were some concepts that Baltimore ran that just breaks rules for this group you know like they ran like a double in concept and the back runs to the flat in a, in a weird three by one off of motion and it's like yeah the linebackers probably got to match that dude but like he sees the first in and they pass it off in in their in their man match the the corner has to then match the flat and they don't match it right they do like a Cross release was Quan the was Quan the nickel I on that one? I think so. Yeah, I, I remember that remember. play and just thinking like that's something happened there that was not supposed right. to be like Quan's the closest defender, but that doesn't feel like it was supposed to be on him. There should have been someone else there. Yeah, and so what they usually do is like usually they just match the back with the linebacker. But if it's a true zone match, at least in the ones I've seen, and again, like determining their zone matches like in the rules is like damn near impossible. But like on a crossing route usually you would pass that to the linebacker and then the guy who's on the crossing route would take the back 
right? But it happens so fast that it doesn't seem like the right way to handle it. So, but again, like that's a that's a concept that especially with a younger DB and maybe a young linebacker, I don't know who's that linebacker, um, it's just hard to defend. You know, they run like that that silly, like uh, they run a, a wheel with um, with Mark Andrews and a post by, uh, what's his face, um, ben, uh, Beckham. And mm-hmm. like you, they don't pass it off correctly. I think our offense doesn't really run a ton of that stuff. So it makes sense that they're going to have a hard time with some of these concepts that they don't see every single day in practice. But I think overall, like, Especially the second day, I thought the defense did a good job. I thought, you know, given the parameters of the first day for the defense, I think it went about as I was uh, would expect. And I think, you know, like John Allen is John Allen, and that was cool to see him just be dominant, dominant in his one-on-ones, dominant in team. Um, also interesting, like Montez Sweat was a little bit quiet going against Morgan Moses, um, you know, who, again, is like a top 12 offensive tackle in the NFL, which I thought was kind of surprising. Um, because I think, you know, we're very high on Montez and I think he's poised for a big year, but you know, how does he handle like better competition? And I think that was maybe an insight into that, but I do think he's a guy who wins a lot with effort rushes and you don't get a lot of those in practice, obviously. So, yeah, there were even some periods where like, it was, there was a move the ball period that like ended in them, uh, attempting field goals that was, I think it was two it was minute, like two minute Yeah. And the, the rush, rush was, was definitely very not quiet. Loud. Yeah, yeah, not like they, rush, that yeah. was that was that was weird because it was like Lamar was so chill, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, you are playing. Like I know you're good and you're comfortable and you're Lamar Jackson MVP. And by the way, watching Lamar in person was that was impressive. He's so yeah. good. He was um, really good. Yeah, but he um he was his body language said I am not getting remotely touched. <laughs> Never though, not even fake. Uh, I'm wearing a, a black jersey and they can't touch me. Touch like he was just yeah. chilling. Um, which I thought was interesting. It's like, yeah, no, two minute. I'm pretty sure they're going to pass rush. Um, but all right, anything, uh, I, we're going to, uh, Alex, let me, let me pass along one special teams note real quick. Um, because I had a one-on-one conversation with Rivera about it. And then, uh, on the punt return side of things and take five, we'll talk about Dax Milne versus Kaz Allen. Um, and, and kind of that last receiver spot and how punt return plays into it. So bonus episode tomorrow on that. But we've talked about Cameron Cheeseman and the low snaps, and there was definitely a couple of those in on day one of practice, including, I believe, on the kick that Joey Sly missed by a mile, like one of the worst missed field goals I've ever seen from an NFL kicker. Just There's like no way that that, that was a clean operation because sure. he missed it so badly. And so I asked Ron um, after the presser, I was like, hey, are you worried about this at all? And he says, no. Um, and I was like, I know that he's working on stuff. He's like, yeah, like, you know, he's, he's working on it. Uh, we have full faith. Like he's, he's working on it. It's fine. Like those snaps are low. We've told him, Hey man, you got to get it up. You got to get it back to the knee. Um, you know, and I, I brought up the punt snap as well in the game that was low. He's like, yep. You know, we, we saw that for sure. And so I asked him like, Hey, what's the deadline? Like you obviously, you, you got to let guys work through stuff when they're trying out new techniques, but there is also a deadline. The line I used on the radio is the calendar waits for no one. Um, right. that, that season opener is coming no matter what. And he said, you know, I would say kind of this game, like he's got to, you know, we want to see good clean snaps in the game. And if not, then we start to, to maybe worry a little bit. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that was worth passing along. Um, you know, it's, it's a interesting thing that a guy that seemed to be pretty good at a position where, you know, just do your job is, is the most true. Right. There's no extra to do as a long snapper um, is tweaking with his technique. Um, I don't really get it, but I'm also not a special teams coach. I'm not a long snapper. I have no expertise in the area. Right. I'm just a guy who talks about football on the radio. So um, I hope that that cheese uh, gets his technique down and we have good clean snapping. And this is the last we talk about the long snapper for the year. 
Yeah, I mean, I hope so too. It's uh, did he say what he's work? Has he said what he's working on? That'd be interesting. No, to find out. Um, I mean, I've I guess I've put myself in like long snapper reporting duty at this point, so maybe I'll talk to Cheeseman next week. Yeah, just ask him because like that's something because like I have long snapped and again not to the level of what they're doing, but it'd just be interesting to hear like is it his snapback? Is it you know how the ball's leaving his hand? It just would be interesting to hear like what what he's tweaked and why he's tweaked it and to keep an eye on it in the game, I guess, you know? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely keep an eye on it in the game. All right. Uh, that is it. Unless you have anything else to add, I mean, uh, we've only been podcasting for an hour. I think we've covered like everything. If there's something we didn't cover, please leave a comment and then yeah. we will <laughs> we'll cover we will address it. it at some point. <laughs> cover it next week. Um, speaking of next week, I think we'll probably get through the game, um, to, to do a pod. So, yeah. uh, Tuesday morning, uh, I would anticipate us potting again. So look for it, uh, as early as, as we can on Tuesday in terms of turning around on the edit. Um, but yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday morning, uh, won't be in your, your feeds by the time you go to work, if you go to work, uh, for a nine to five job. Uh, but it will certainly be there by the time that you are on the way home or on your lunch break or while you sit at your desk and not pay as much attention to your job as you're supposed to. Uh, Take five tomorrow on Milne and uh, and and Allen and any of the other punt return stuff, uh, and that's that's the plan, kiddos. Uh, subscribe wherever you are watching or listening right now, and we'll see you tomorrow for take five on Take Command.